everyone. Welcome to the Michigan Beer Pursuit Podcast. We have made it to episode eight now. If you guys are just checking in, uh, we have some really badass episodes for you guys to check out. We met with the guys from Ogma Brewing out in Jackson. Um, so if you haven't listened to that podcast, honestly, give that a listen. Pause this one. Go back, listen to that one. Uh, a few weeks ago, we met with the guys from Arctic Circle Brewing Company out in Chesterfield Township. Again, if you haven't listened to that one, pause this episode. Go listen to that one. You know, in episode eight, uh, we're going to go through, you know, some new brews, what the future holds for Michigan Beer Pursuit. Um, we're going to do a quick brewing process breakdown um, and whatever else uh, comes off the dome here. But um, I want to start, Justin, you did a random question of the day on a previous podcast, but actually that one's a vault podcast, right? We haven't even released that one, right? Yeah, we haven't released that one. Okay. So this was, this is our second random question of the day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess as far so. as podcasts go, but this, this, be, <laughs> this will be like the first one you guys hear. So just something random off the cuff to kind of get the uh, I don't know, juices flowing, I guess, because it's 10 o'clock in the morning. We can't drink beer yet. So <laughs> yeah. um, only because I have to work. There's no yeah, time same. limit. All right. So random question of the day. If you could have a beer with anyone from history, who would it be and why? Ooh, OK. That's a good one. Wow. Yeah, this is definitely one that you know usually takes a little bit to think about. But hey, we're going off the cuff. So I would say person I would want to have a beer with would be, you know, I you know, just for the sake of beer, I'd say maybe like an old school, like German brewer or like Belgian brewer from like, you know, 300 years ago, like something yeah. uh, so far back. But, I, you know, maybe someone that's, you know, famous that like everyone would know. I'd probably say, oh, this is this is a good one. This one's tough. You know, I, I feel like the typical thing is like Elvis. Like that would be <laughs> like that's never even crossed my mind that that would be <laughs> that that's who I'd, I'd want to get a beer with. But. I mean, you know, I, mean, like, I would. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm just thinking like someone so epic like that to just sit down and, you know, because beer, like when you have a beer, like you, like good conversation is, is usually close to follow. So he did so much. He was a, he was a crazy dude, but, you know, and I'm like, I love Elvis. I'm not a huge Elvis fan, but like <laughs> I think back, like, I don't know. I think it'd just be cool because it's Elvis. Every, like, yeah. every living king, person man. that has a conscious knows who Elvis is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're Elvis. Mine. Like instantly, every time I get this kind of question or something similar to it is Thomas Jefferson. And I was like thinking, I'm like, do I have a different answer for this question? But I kept circling back to him. Like, I don't know why, like, I just am so intrigued by him. Like, he just seemed like a, almost like a rogue, like politician back in the day. Like, just a badass yeah. dude. First secretary of state, you know, ever third president in the United States. And yeah, just like. I don't know someone like someone that like intelligent and that crazy uh, cool fact about him. You can find his drawings and his plans to open a brewery. He wanted to open a brewery, and he had people that would brew beer for him. So no way, dude, dude, yeah. All right, I'm gonna find that and I'm gonna put it. Up. I'm gonna like, posterize <laughs> yeah. it and put it on the wall back here somewhere. Dude, absolutely. I, yeah, he just know, seems like, like a badass. I could pick his brain for hours and. Yeah, it, you say that, and uh, I love Elvis, but I kind of regret my choice because <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone else popped in, into my head now that I had a, a moment to kind of uh, expand past, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Well, too late. Yeah, so uh, Time's up. Yeah, maybe uh, I'll keep that one to myself, and maybe we'll talk about it in another episode. <laughs> yeah, so that'll do it for a random question of the day. Um, anything else we got going on? Yeah, actually, you went to uh, the west side of the state, dude. Tell me all about that. I did. Um, last week I went to for St. Patrick's Day, which is like the most random spot to go somewhere for St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> but it's whatever. It wasn't home, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, we went out to, my girlfriend and I went out to Holland, um, Holland, Michigan on the west, west side. And just like off the cuff, I don't know why we 
decided to go there. I don't know what made me decide to go there, but I was like, ah, they, they have Big Lake, they have New Holland there. Like, I can be entertained, so let's yeah. just do it. Um, so we got a hotel right downtown, and which was nice because it was right next to the Irish pub. <laughs> it was literally like a block, <laughs> That's like convenient. not even a block away. Um, so I was like, okay, we'll we'll have fun here. So um, yeah, we um, we went out there, got there late Tuesday night, and went to dinner and had like an epic steak dinner, and then. The next day, got up early, probably 11 o'clock, got to uh, Big Lake Brewing, which is such a, like, a badass design brewery. Like, they're so so nice and clean and has a very cool, like, aesthetic to it. Um, oh, so great. we went there, and I started out with some Irish coffees, and uh, <laughs> which were super good. So, And then I started with, uh, with a flight of just a bunch of different beers I wanted to try, because I've only been able to find, like, their Cotton Candy Haze and the Sparty Party. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which we had like back in October, yeah. And that's one really the only ones I've I've been able to find. Maybe a, a couple other ones, maybe like the blood orange haze or something like that. But there's a bunch I wanted to try. So um, I tried the maple bourbon barrel aged coconut stout, and that Jeff, the owner, he, when he came by, I was talking to him for a bit, and I told him I think this is the best. Not I think I know it's the best <laughs> bourbon barrel aged stout I've ever had. Because the other ones wow. like KBS, you know, no, no distant founders, but I just can't, I can't stomach a KBS. I can't. Yeah. It's or dense. even the C, like the, the CBS, uh, breakfast out or anything like that. Like they're just too, there's something in those that I just can't stomach. And I don't, I need to figure out what that flavor is or taste is that I can't, yeah can't do. But this one just turned out so good. It was so like so much more smooth and not like harsh, like the other ones, I guess. I don't know. I need to figure out. <laughs> yeah so well we'll have, um, have a kbs cbs sit down yeah um we'll analyze those um i had the hazy hiker um which is a, a hazy ipa awesome uh the ryko which i brought a four pack home for you and and my brother uh, to oh, try great. out so we'll be trying those out uh this weekend which was really good so it was a it was a rye ipa 25 percent rye malt and brewed with uh, simcoe hops and i tried it just on a whim like i'm not a huge rye fan even in like you know, rye bourbon or anything like that or rye whiskey. And this one was actually really good. It was really, really drinkable. So you guys are going to love this. Yeah. Um, we tried lemonade beer, um, (laughs) just to see how that was. And obviously super light drinker and, and being on the, on the West side of the state, like they're going to have a million people buying this, you know, to go on, on, uh, boating trips and, you know, lake days and stuff like that. Was it sour? No, it was just uh, easy drinking, uh, like lemonade. Lemonade beer. Um, blood orange haze. I tried that. And then, um, like I said, I was talking to Jeff, uh, the owner and he was telling me about the, uh, the ghost pepper stouts that he had made. So there's a ghost pepper, dark star, and then a ghost pepper coconut stout. And I tried both of them and it was insane. The first like taste, as soon as I was like sipping it, he was like, you're going to feel the hotness right in the back of your throat. And as soon as you said it, I felt it. And it was the craziest feeling <laughs> ever. Like it wasn't like unbearable, like you were drinking hot sauce, but it would just had this like spicy yeah tinge to it you're like oh man this is and if you like spicy you're gonna love this so yeah if any if you're even remotely close to big lake haven't been there yet it's worth the trip it's worth the day trip out there um they got some cool restaurants out there to eat honestly i would just eat at big lake we had pizza we had like (laughs) we had like three meals we we spent all day there yeah yeah, Um, sounds like an all-day event we got like their mac and cheese pizza which was insane um they're loaded their loaded tots was absolutely insane too. We almost went back like the next day too. Um, <laughs> Sounds so like yeah, a lot the of ghost, carbs. Ghost pepper coconut stout was insane. 
And so then we ventured down the street. Uh, we went to our brewing company, which is right next to New Holland. There's like a music store right in between the two. Um, so super close there, all walking distance. And the first yeah. one, I, tr- I, got a, I got another flight there, and I tried uh, the sexual chocolate sour. <laughs> so it was like a sour stout. And that one's actually really good. Uh, really? Okay. That sounds... I yeah, like my you brain can't even just, yeah, fathom that. Yep, exactly. So um, taste buds weren't ready for it, but it was good. <laughs> um, I tried the King Biscuit, which is a Belgian triple. Um, I tried the oh, Holland oh. Oats, which is an oatmeal stout. And then Purple Haze IPA is you know one that they're definitely pushing, and, and it looks really cool, too. It's a Concord Grape Hazy IPA, so it's nice and purple. Um, and then the Peachy Keen cream ale i tried as well which was really good and then we had a reservation at new holland which i'm glad i got because it was packed by the time we got there at like 4 30 they open at four uh during the week okay so we had a table at, at like 4 30 so we get there tried the uh i got the peanut butter poet finally yes and i did a shamrock shot too which is their <laughs> their uh their vodka that they did a peppermint infusion with and and added cream so it's nice creamy like green shot which was really good and then i had so much beer i needed to move to uh to my favorite and I got some beer barrel bourbon. So <laughs> yeah, trying to finish out the day that like that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, even at big lake, we are, uh, we, I tried a pot of gold, which was like kind of a uh, cocktail they created for St. Patrick's day, which was really cool. It was like, Oh, okay. Uh, vodka and it had like this gold, like gold colored sugar and stuff. Oh, like that. Wow. So it was a really cool. Yeah. It was, it was a super good drink. What's your cutoff time? Was it like, uh, like 5 p.m., like no beers after 5 p.m., that's when bourbon comes out? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, One, just too many beers, I'm going to be, like, kaput for the day. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll get tired and if I eat too much. But I pace myself super well. Like, I didn't drink Dude, that's impressive. This early. is all one day. This, this, this oh, is yeah. a lot I of beers. <laughs> ton of, yeah, and that's, that's awesome. I mean, we ended up going to a friend's house. Um, later on, I bought, a, I bought a fifth of the beer barrel bourbon and brought that over as a gift, so we polished quite a bit of that off too so <laughs> nice um long day long day but yeah worth it. yeah um and we wanted to go out to uh Coppercraft. everyone was saying to get out there we ended up not going out um there so we'll just have to make another detour when we go to grand rapids next and uh and hit Coppercraft. i heard that place is is killer and and we had uh we had Coppercraft when we went to the went to jackson to meet with the guys from ogma yeah that was one of the bottles we brought for them um which was <laughs> which was really good Yes, yeah, it was. Which I think was gone by the time. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I, I, I don't it think gone. it lasted long. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, awesome trip. Definitely not, you know, what I guess I'm used to for St. Patrick's Day, even even like back in the Brighton days. Yeah. You know, going hot bar hopping there, but, um, you know, nice little vacay. And, yeah. This sounds like a more sophisticated St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, as a little bit. sophisticated we, we as you can the, get with beer. We went to the Irish pub and... And uh, honestly, I just had um, what I have. I had uh, the Jameson cask. Oh yeah, like the IPA or the cask stout. mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got the stout one. Um, I don't know. It was just a weird vibe there. So I'm like, let's let's get back to the breweries. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, definitely, definitely check out Big Lake. Such an awesome brewery. Yeah, Super I'm nice excited people. to head out there. We bought like way too much merch there too, so I've <laughs> got a little carried away. But um, yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, so let's uh, let's do a quick uh, detour here to new brews. We got almost forty Ooh, new brews, so right. we got some good ones here. So let's start with Alma Brewing Company. They have uh, it's called Alma Nova Sativa. 
it's a pale ale. It's their fifth edition of their single hopped pale ales, um, this time with uh, sativa hops, spelled C-I-T-I-V-A. I've never even heard of that that hop before. Um, Arbor Brewing Company has a new brew called A Night in Limbo, which is a tropical IPA. So it's small batch, um, tropical IPA brewed with lactose, toasted coconut, caracara oranges, pineapple. Um, It's only available at their corner brew. Uh, corner brewery um arc light has double epsicle layers which is a double milkshake ipa um which is their amped up version of the epsicle layers regular milkshake ipa just brewed with more orange and more vanilla more hops um basically the double version of the regular uh arvon has two new beers the first one the double detour reef uh it's a double new england ipa double version of uh the regular detour reef uh this time brewed with citra hops um, and then their next one is uh, R.I.P. The Dream, uh, which is a double New England IPA hopped with over 10 pounds of Simcoe, Citra, uh, Citra and Columbus. Atwater has uh, not a new beer, but a seasonal beer back in stock. So they have the Wango, which is the mango wheat, uh, 4.9%. Wheat ale brewed with mango. Um, <laughs> seasonal back in stock, so we can check them out. One thing I posted on Instagram um, is a collab Bad Brewing is doing with Dimes Brewhouse. Bad Brewing on Mason. Dimes Brew House out in Diamonddale, and they did a triple, they did like three Pilsners. So the first one's like Pils Under Pressure. Um, so it's an American-style Pilsner that they brewed in collab, and then they have a dry-hopped Pils Under Pressure with Nelson and Galaxy Hops available at Bad Brewing. Oh, wow. And then another dry-hopped Pils Under Pressure with uh, Vic and Cashmere Hops, uh, which is only sold at Dimes. Oh, that's and then cool. the regular pills, they have it both. Uh, Baffin has two new beers. Pineapple Orange is their first one. It's a seltzer, um, hard seltzer condition with tangerines and pineapple, uh, which is gluten-free and dairy-free, uh, for those of you who have any of those intolerances. And then Key Lime Pie is their sour, which is part of their windowsill sour series. Um, and it's brewed with graham cracker, lactose, and conditioned on key lime and vanilla beans. So I need to get out. We need to get out to Baffin. I wanted to go out when we... We're hanging out with the uh, the guys from Arctic Circle, but we'll need to make yeah. a trip out there because I'm a huge key lime guy, so I want to try, <laughs> yeah. try this sour. Yeah, it does sound great. Big Buck has a new beer called Bourbon Barrel-Aged Moonless Night, which is a bourbon barrel-aged stout. Black Rocks uh, up in the UP, which you've been to. Yeah, yeah. Um, has a new beer called Machine Wolves Brown, which is uh, a brown ale brewed with poya, cayenne, and Thai chili peppers, which is uh, wow. a nutty, chocolatey... Um, with hints of caramel, 6.3%, which obviously has a little uh, spicy spicy tang to it. Black Calder Brewing has a new beer uh, called Fade to Black, which is a 4.3% black lager. Um, and if you guys haven't checked them out, um, they sell majority of their beers at Broadleaf, which is out in Kentwood. So you can get out there and, and buy some of their stuff. Still looking for a permanent spot. You know, they were between, you know, Detroit, Lansing, Grand Rapids area, trying to figure out where they want to call home. Brew Detroit has a new one which I'm going to botch this uh, pronunciation. <laughs> Plava Laguna. Yeah, it sounds good to me. That's right. Uh, it's a smoothie sour 5%. Uh, it's a sour brewed with blueberries and black currant. Black currant is, is awesome in, in both liquor and beer. Um, Peaches and Cream Sour is a new beer by Canton Brew Works, um, which is self-explanatory there. And then Angry Orange Man is their Irish Red they, ju- they just released. Um, Broadleaf, which I just mentioned earlier, um, they actually brew their own beer as well as sell. They kind of have like a, a bottle shop as well. They just have a new hazy IPA called Specific Impulse, which is fermented with uh, kvike yeast, 
Cascade, Centennial, and Falconer's Flight Hops. Copper Hop Brewing has a new beer. Uh, they have a new cider, actually, which is uh, called Berry Berry Good, which is a blackberry raspberry cider. Um, we went and checked them out, and uh, we were able to sample the gin, gin barrel-aged IPA. Yeah, they're hop circles. Right. Yeah. yeah, the so, gin barrel-aged, and it was incredible. Yeah, that was so good. I, not Definitely not what I expected, but... yeah. You know something, uh, something definitely new that we haven't seen or tried yet. So yeah, that whole brewery is—it's so beautiful and it's so yeah. cool. Yeah, shout out to the cup prop guys who are super awesome. We're gonna try and get out to uh, see them in the next few months here. So we can look forward to an episode like that. Um, Drafting table has new two new beers, um, both imperial stouts. One being the bourbon barrel aged mean vanilla bean. The other one's uh, bourbon barrel aged mean coconut bean imperial stout. Um, Eastern Market Brewing has a new beer uh, called With Her. It's a blonde ale, and is, it was brewed for International Women's Day. That's awesome. Um, they also have another one called Good Neighbor, uh, which is an oatmeal stout brewed with chocolate and vanilla, and all the proceeds are going to go to to support the uh, Detroit Phoenix Center and all the work they do to provide uh, resources for at-risk youth and safe places for those um, you know, unfortunately experiencing homelessness in, in the Detroit community. So awesome to see, you know, a beer with some, uh, community background and support, um, with them. So definitely, uh, definitely need to get out to Eastern market and check these guys out too. They got some really cool stuff going on out there. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, speaking of which their, their side project Ferndale project, um, has two new beers, one being a, uh, double new England IPA, which is called rise and shine, um, which is dry hopped with, uh, Citra and Idaho at 6.2 percent and then they have a sour a raspberry marmalade sour uh heavily fruited conditioned on raspberry and orange at five percent um holmes has four new beers the first one being big sherb guava which is a <laughs> lactose kettle sour double fruited with lots of guava 7.8 percent divert which is an ipa uh, double dry hopped with idaho 7 at 7.2 percent next one is a double ipa named picnic which has Pacific Sunrise, Nectorin, and Mosaic Hops at 8.6%. And then last they have a Berliner, which is uh, called Backen, which is a blueberry banana bread Berliner. Uh, kettle sour blended with uh, banana and blueberry, aged on Vietnamese cinnamon and vanilla bean, 6.5%. They come up with some, some wild stuff out there in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Um, Jolly Pumpkin, uh, they have a new beer called I Thought It Was Special which is a wild hazy IPA at 9% and aged nine months in oak barrels. Wow. Uh, Mothfire Brewing has a new beer called Osborne Mist, which is a Berliner Weiss sour, 4%, uh, with uh, pineapple flavor, balance of jalapenos, ginger root, and lime zest. So this one seems pretty sweet. They got a really cool like green label for this one. Um, Odd Side Ales has Odd Fashioned, which is an homage to uh, an old-fashioned, so 13%. Nice strong ale there, uh, aged in bourbon barrels with orange bitters for two years. Yeah, I definitely need that. Old Fashioned is my favorite drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paddle Hard Brewing, which uh, is one of my favorites just because it's the yep. uh, <laughs> it's the closest brewery to our cabin up north. <laughs> yep, same here. <laughs> um, and we always go up there. They have really cool stuff. Um, it's called the Iron Paddler, and it's an IPA at 8.4%. It's a tribute to the Marathon Canoe Racers, um, which uh, is done in the Osaba River. Um, so they have an Osaba River canoe marathon uh every year and it always lands on the year we're up there and so we always uh we actually this last year year ago two years ago we went yeah i think saw, like two years ago yeah yeah two years ago we actually saw the beginning of it where they all started at the top of this hill the team runs down with their canoe 
and then hops in it and that's how they start the race like right at the you know the mouth of the river there yeah and um, that was after like a long session at uh, pedal hard <laughs> yes yeah and then we went back um yeah. or no we we went to the one around the corner um, yeah the uh some oaks the uh rolling oak rolling oak yep yeah um both awesome breweries too yeah they're, they're um, awesome. i'm excited to get out and see them uh this summer and yeah so also also river canoe we used to listen to we used to turn on the radio when we were up north and just kind of listen to that yeah they're like commentating it or they're talking about all the guys you know who are in the lead and just history of some of the teams and stuff like that uh rustic leaf has uh two new beers first one charmy brown which is an american brown ale at 7.5 percent and then caronian spit which is a Baltic porter, uh, 9%, and it's named after the national park that sits along the edge of the uh, Baltic Sea in Lithuania there. Brew Detroit has a new beer called South Deep Premium Gold Lager, which is a German-inspired gold lager and brewed with the Czech Saz hops. Uh, Eternity, uh, which we've yeah. never been to before ever. Yeah, ever, uh, ever. Has a new beer, Disaster Report. I'm not sure if you saw that there. It's a wheat beer, big citrus notes, 5.8%. Yeah, we were just there on yeah, Saturday. I didn't even see that. And then last but not least, uh, Dearborn Brewing has Nave Driver English Pale, which is a 6%, uh, brewed with Maris Otter Malt and hopped with Fuggle and East Kent Goldings. And that about wrap it up for new brews. Um, quite a bit going on there. Everyone's been busy, uh, yeah. which is good to see. It's always bigger list the better you know more people coming out with beers and you know any breweries listening um if you guys you know want us to include anything we might miss um you know i do a decent job combing through everybody's you know socials and everything like that to get this list together but if you guys want to tag us in any new beer releases and stuff like that we'll 100 percent make sure that makes it into uh you know this segment in each podcast so mibeerpursuit at instagram if you want to do that um so future of future of michigan beer pursuit you know we talked about this you know, off mic a little bit, you know, yesterday and the day before kind of where we're, you know, where we want to, uh, continue to develop, you know, we're in our eighth episode, two breweries down, you know, got a couple more in the works here that we're excited to, to get you guys to listen to. And we're hoping to get some video going. So we're in the process of figuring that out, you know, throwing down some cash for some cameras and some other, uh, tech for that to happen. You know, we want to do something smaller scale too, where we can get, you know, a YouTube video going or a YouTube channel. I mean, uh, where we can test some new beers and, and stuff we can just pick up at the store and kind of talk about those real quick. And, you know, some of the new brews too. So, you know, kind of be a companion for, for each podcast segment, you know, you can pop over to the YouTube channel and see us try some of these and see what they look like. See, you know, our reactions, you can give you uh, you know, kind of a glimpse of, you know, the smells, tastes and stuff like that. And as far as merch goes, you know, we're looking to do some, uh, I got some stickers made the other day, which are pretty sweet. I think I got like a dozen just like test ones to see how they turned out. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. I want to slap one of those on my phone. Yeah. There you go. So hopefully we can get a, you know, handful of those. I think they did a really good job. I went through, um, sticker meal to get those. So yeah, just something random I found and they did a little test batch for like 10 bucks. I got like 12 stickers. So, um, and then as far as other merch, we're thinking, you know, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, that kind of typical stuff and then maybe branch out from there so we can look forward to that anything else we are maybe missing kind of like what we're you know moving forward to uh you know i think it's just every episode try to get better and uh i know like uh you got the new microphone and uh and i just this is the uh first podcast with my brand new microphone Um, oh yeah the sm7b from sure which uh 
pretty excited for you know definitely kind of cleaning up the uh the audio because in a podcast that's the only thing we have going for us <laughs> is audio yep. so got to make sure it's uh we get the best stuff out there and uh and yeah you know I, I think uh as we go like i said each episode just make sure put the effort forward and uh, make it better than the last so uh everyone has a reason to come back <laughs> yeah exactly um so let's do a quick segment here on the brewing process breakdown so you know we've yeah. gotten you know some requests from uh, some listeners on you know they're obviously beer connoisseurs they you know appreciate it they've you know listened to some episodes with us where we've you know mentioned some parts of the brewing process that we you know we've had about a year under our belts of home brewing which by no means you know are we any sort of expert or (laughs) anything by no means on brewing whatsoever so (laughs) we just love um, it and research it all the time and yeah definitely a passion of ours now definitely passionate about it had some dumb luck you know, created some pretty good beers. I don't think, besides your seltzer, have we had any? Yeah, the the seltzers kind of were good. It was the uh, or yeah, the shandy, shandy. Yep, <laughs> my bad. Yep, that stupid shandy. I mean, I had some other rough batches too. I had the um, one of the pale ales, and then one of like the Midwest IPAs when I was trying to figure out mash pH and everything. You know, like okay. really trying to get scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of like they were good. Like everyone said that they enjoyed them, but you know they were being nice. <laughs> family and friends are gonna (laughs) not gonna like destroy your feelings but i you know i knew i overreached on my abilities and uh but i those were the beers i learned the most from like right now i could i could do water chemistry and mash ph in my sleep you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) because of those mistakes but you know that's the the brewing process you know it's that's kind of the way it works just like we were saying you know got to make each one uh better than the last yeah and so you know, the brewing process, like back when I bought my fermenter, I'm like, you know, this has got to be something where it's just like a giant bucket. You throw some ingredients in and then you just leave it. And all of a sudden you have beer and you just need to chill it. That's ready to go. <laughs> you know, I had no idea you even had to like boil it. And wouldn't that you know, be nice? Some, you know, this, this elaborate recipe. And so it was very overwhelming to finally like bite the bullet and do it. Um, because I was going to, I thought it was just going to be something super easy where you just throw water uh, maybe sprinkle some hops and then <laughs> some yeast and then like all of a sudden beer is made, you know? So that was just my naive idea of what the brewing process was. So then once, you know, we bought everything, everything we needed, you know, you did a ton of the research, a lot of the legwork on that. Yeah. So definitely appreciate that and gave me the final push to get it. So, yeah, you know, when I always explain, you know, either, you know, some of the guys at work or other friends who were like, what, you know, obviously you're making your own beer. We're drinking it. Like how, like, what do you do? We come over and we see, you know, everything in fermenters and we see all your equipment kind of, you know, around, around the basement here. Like, how do you, how do you do it? You know, how, how does the whole process work? And so we can go over the difference between all grain and extract and stuff like that. But we kind of the basic breakdown of the brewing process is what we're, you know, going to go over. And, um, yeah, it's honestly pretty, it's it's simple, but it's not. Yeah, it's, you know, it's very daunting, uh, like you were saying, like, at the beginning, it's overwhelming, it's daunting, uh, but when you actually do it, even the first time you do it, it, you realize how, not necessarily easy it is, but how fun it is and how obtainable this craft is, you know, you can can make a beer on your stovetop, and it can turn out pretty good, like, a beer that you are happy to share with friends and family, and, uh. And that's awesome. And I know, like, for us, our uh, our process now is all grain, which uh, if you go to a brewery, you will be drinking all grain beer and, uh, you know, all grain brewed beer. And so, like, in this process, you know, there are 
essentially four ingredients to beer. And it's water, malt, hops, and yeast. So, you know, think of it in that simplified form. I guess the, the quick little overview of it, and we'll break it down a little further, but it is you crush the grains, you get them wet, and then they extract the sugar from the grains, and then you drain that. Now it's wort. Now you drain that wort, and you boil it, and then that's where you throw your hops in, and then you chill it, put it in your fermenter. You throw your yeast in. The yeast will eat the sugar, and, you know, yeast's byproduct is alcohol, and then you have beer. And so yep. it's that it sounds very simple to say it like that. And that, that is generally the process, but there is there's a lot more to it. Yeah, and the easiest way try to visualize I'm a very visual learner, so I try and be as like visual as possible too when I'm when I'm explaining. <laughs> Maybe with yeah. just hand gestures, but um, <laughs> you know, you start out with a boil kettle. So you have this, you know, giant 10, 15 gallon, you know, stainless steel kettle. You need a heating element, and so you're gonna add water into this guy. So then you know, you have your water, you heat it up to a certain level, you know, typically to extract the sugars from grains it needs to be about, you know, give or take whatever, five degrees, about 155 degrees. So you get this water heated up and once, you know, and every recipe is going to be a little different, whether, you know, you use four or five gallons, um, you know, there's all the talk of uh, water chemistry. So that's basically just adding different types of salts to water to make it to the profile that you're brewing. So every profile will have a different, you know, water makeup. You want some water to be more salty if it's going to be bitter, less salty if it's going to be sweeter, so on and yeah. so forth. Like each type of salt brings out a different flavor. You know, essentially it's uh, it's like seasoning, like you would season your food, you know, that kind of thing. And it helps with mash pH, which is pretty nice. Yeah, and so, you know, uh, the process we do anyways as homebrewers, we take that 155-degree water, put it into a giant cooler, which is going to temperature regulate that that water, keep it the same temp. And then once it's in the cooler, that's when we, what we call mash in the grains. We dump in the grains, stir it to get it all, you know, it's just like adding milk to your cereal. So you get, you know, you <laughs> yep. stir the spoon, get all your cereal covered in, in milk or whatever. Same thing with these grains. So we just cover, you know, the grains in water. And then once it's right at the same, right at the exact temperature we need, we just cover that sucker up, leave it for about an hour. So that's in the, cooler so there's also the all-in-one brewing kettle stuff that justin and i do where everything is just done in one unit so that heats up the water you put in your mash chemistry or your water chemistry stuff your salts and then you mash in your grains and then you let that sit for again an hour um but you can also recirculate the wort with that and so you just get a little pump and just runs water from the very bottom there's always a spigot at the bottom of uh of these uh Mash tons, another word for, you know, a cooler or whatever vessel you're using um, to, to mash those grains. Let those grains sit in the hot water. Um, so that's going to pull the sugars out and recirculating it just kind of helps that process along. Um, so you do that for about an hour and then you test it. And so you test, you pull some water out and you use uh, iodine and see if there's any starches left. And once, uh, once it's clear of any starches, then you're ready for the boil. So are you ready for the sparge actually? So sparge is what basically elongates this process of pulling sugars out <laughs> yep. where, you know, in our all in ones, um, you simply just lift this basket of grains out and let it drip, um, into the kettle. Um, whereas the other, you know, other way with, with the coolers is you kind of set up a three tier system. So you, at the very top is what we call a hot liquor tank. So it's basically just another cooler with 
um, even hotter water, so about 170 degrees. And that's going to drip onto the grains. And then whatever is in that grain cooler uh, that you just spent time mashing, that you're going to open up the spigot and drop into your boil kettle. And so everything's just kind of a three-tier system. And the water, that 172-degree water, is just going to trickle real slowly. It takes about an hour again um, to just lightly you know, just trickle onto the grains and push everything out. Just, it's basically rinsing the grains, um, and rinsing all that sugar water. So at the end of the day, you're just, you have spent grains, which have no sugar, anything like that in them and pull, you know, all this, all the sugar into make this giant batch of sugar water, basically. So at the end of the day, you're done, you know, sparging is what we call it, trickling that hot water over the grains for about an hour. And then at the very end, the very bottom of the you know, a three-tier system, you have this kettle full of sugary water, and that's what you call wort. So it's like pre-beer, I guess. <laughs> pre-beer. Pre-beer. So once all that's done, you you know, you got your your desired amount. Usually we go for about six gallons, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my target's usually seven because it's like yeah, a so, gallon boil off. Yeah, so, you know, you got this set. So everything else, you can get rid of the grains. You can go do whatever with those, throw them in your garden, give them to the local cattle or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and you have this boil kettle. So now you got your six, seven gallons of, of sugar water. Now it's time to make beer. So you heat this guy up to boiling. Usually we set our, our things at like 217. Um, just gets a nice boil. And that's when you start adding hops. So hops are going to be added at all different ti- all different times of, yeah. of the process, depending on what kind of beer and everything. It can start right as soon as you're done sparging. You can just drop in. And that'll be your first edition, and you can add them at 60 minutes. So you boil again for an hour. Everything's like an hour, hour, hour. Uh, yeah. um, and it really doesn't need to be, and we're finding that out, you know, through other uh, yeah, yeah, definitely you know, that, experiments and stuff like that too. It's just a way to simplify it, honestly. Just yeah. keep it an hour. Um, and it, and it's necessary for certain bitterings too. So yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. The earlier you add hops in, the more bitter they're going to be, and the later you add hops in, the more you're going to get aroma and taste out of them um a lot of times they're going to be like fruity and floral and citrusy and whatever um the later you add them in so you know you add them at 60 minutes you can add them at 30 minutes into the boil 15 minutes in the boil five minutes left in the boil stuff like that so there's all different times you're at my favorite yeah yeah (laughs) the very end um and then once all that's done you know you're done boiling you're done in hops any other random stuff you're putting in whether it's sugar or honey agave you name it you can put into these beers um, and then it's ready to cool it. And so you want to cool it as quick as possible. And we have these, um, it's called a work chiller and it's just this, uh, copper coil that runs cold water through it. So whether you hook it up to your hose, um, hook it up to the sink, whatever, and none of that water gets in the beer. It's just simply running through this coil. That's going to cool your just done boiling water down to about 70 degrees or no, it's probably like 80. Yeah. Probably about 80 degrees. Yeah. Um, and so simply just, uh, you know, goes in there. It uh, you add it during the boil so that it kills any bad bacteria or something like that. <laughs> um, sanitizes it and uh, and cools it. So some some work faster than others, unfortunately. But you know, you get it down to a certain temp and you pull that sucker out of there, get it all cleaned up, and now you're ready to add this now beer into your fermenter. So whether you're using you know fermenting buckets, fermenting conicals, which is basically the cone version of a fermenter um, where everything just kind of settles to the bottom. And, and my fermenter, the catalyst has a nice little feature, has a bl- butterfly valve at the bottom of it. And 
a ball jar. So sanitize the ball jar, screws right into the bottom, and I can open that up and it collects all the sediment and the yeast and everything that you don't want in beer um, afterwards <laughs> and gets it out of there. So nice and clean, and you know, whereas, whereas the buckets, it's all going to be at the very bottom. So once you're done fermenting, you know, whether it takes, you know, two, three weeks, whatever, you need to move it into a drinking vessel. <laughs> Unless you want to just drink it out of the bucket, I don't know. Um, and, oh, yeah, and adding yeast. I, I forgot that part. Um, yeah, that, that was literally the most important part. <laughs> yeah. So once it's all cooled, um, you know, you got the work chiller in there. It gets down to, you know, 80 degrees, 75 degrees, whatever. That's when you're going to move it into your fermenter, and that's where you're going to add the yeast. And so there's a zillion different kinds of yeast. They're all going to give different flavors. They're all going to work better in certain temperatures. So one one yeast will work better at 72 degrees. The other yeast is going to work better at 60 degrees, you know, some at 90 degrees. So it's all specific. (laughs) Yeah. The main specific. Yeah. Like the, I guess to break it down like that, you have like your ale yeast, uh, which is uh, called like Saccharomyces cerevisia, which is like just a, like a million strains that are throughout, you know, the last million years have been uh, like kind of bred for room temperature stuff. And then you have the Saccharomyces uh, pastorianus, which is the uh, the lager yeast, and that stuff has been uh, that's what people you know lager the beers with all the lagers we drink, pilsners and all that stuff that gets lagered, and it's just been hundreds and thousands of years of being cold always, so it just thrives in that cold. So those are like your main, you know, that's the difference. Like the ale and the lager, one's fermented at room temperature and one's fermented cold, just purely by mm-hmm. uh, the way it was uh, kind of brought up over the last thousands of years yeah and there's cool ones you know you have like saisons which give you more like spicy flavor and yeah yeah different That's stuff cool. like that so and then a lot Kvike of yeast, not a cool which, yeah <laughs> the 100 degrees yeah a lot of cool like nuts. new england style you know where you get a real juicy real juicy flavor from the yeast which is cool yeah um and you just let it sit you know you have a you have a blow-off valve you know on all your fermenters so everything just starts you know working you don't have to do anything at that point you can always throw in hops um you know, which is called dry hopping at any point. You just open that fermenter up, sanitize it real quick, and, and drop, you know, either the hot pellets right inside the in the wort, or you can put it in, like, a little, uh, it's called a muslin bag, and you can throw it in there and let that sucker do its thing and gives you some really cool, like, you know, flavors. A lot of, a lot of times you do that with uh, uh, IPAs, and, and obviously New England IPAs, you got to do that as well to get some hazy haziness into it. Yeah. Um, And then it's, then it's time to party, and so, you know, after a couple of weeks, that, that's fully attenuated and you got your uh abv set and uh it's time to put it into the kegs bottles cans you name it and then you're ready to go and you can always uh there's different methods of like conditioning and stuff you know you add sugar to you add sugar to the wort if you're putting them in bottles or cans if you're not going to be putting them into kegs and and carbonate them that way and then if you put yeah. them in kegs you just add them you just hook it up to uh you know a giant co2 tank and that carbonates it over uh However long it takes to carbonate, honestly, with different different beer styles, it's going to be different. Uh, yeah, and different methods of you know carbonating it faster and stuff like that, which, mm-hmm. which we won't get into. But that's the basic of it. So once it's ready, you get into whatever vessel you're going to drink it with and uh, and carbonate it. So if it's not in a keg, you're adding sugar, basically like sugar water, which is going to what does it do? Re- reinvigorate the yeast? Yeah. So it just reintroduces uh, just enough fermentable sugar where it, yeah, it kind of like kicks the yeast back up into, into action just enough to eat it. And then, you know, they off put alcohol and CO2, you know, in, in that mm-hmm. form there, the gas that they, they let off. Yeah, just and so that's what just naturally 
carbonates and and it won't boost your the ABV of your beer. I mean, it'd be like point zero zero one percent, you know, mm. something just so tiny that it, yeah. it's not gonna be noticeable. And that's about it. Um, you know, obviously, there's we can do entire episodes on each little process of that, yeah. but that's a basic <laughs> one. Hopefully, that you know helped. If you're if you never heard the brewing process, maybe that cleared things up for you. Um, I know if I would have heard that, you know, five years ago, I'd have been like, "Yep, not buying this fermenter." <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Like that yeah. looks like it's gonna take forever, but turns into an awesome day. You know, we get up super early. You know, especially if it's like nice out. Um, yeah, like brew days are a party with us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, we, I've gone. I've come over at when's the earliest I've been over seven six a.m. Uh, yeah, usually it was like six a.m. start, like fire on at six a.m. Yeah, so uh, we have these little propane burners, and so we just grab a propane tank, hook it up to this uh, twenty thousand BTU burner get that sucker lit get the water going and and just start hanging out we you've gotten in trouble you've cracked some beers early on in the process and gotten some trouble <laughs> yeah my uh i that's when i made the rule like the first few beers it would be like crack a beer then turn the fire on you know so it's like yeah. 6 a.m beers which is even for us that's that's an early beer <laughs> that's, yeah, a, sure. that's a little too early and so yeah by the time i uh i hit the boil i I can hardly remember what I'm brewing or that I'm brewing, and uh, and so that's why I made you the rule of uh, and get a little sidetracked. Yeah, no, uh, no beers until the wort is boiling. I kind of made that rule for myself. That way, I can uh, see the brew through to the end, and then indulge in some beers afterward. Yep, yeah. So always fun with the brew days. Well, uh, you know, like I said, we're getting some video going and stuff. Maybe we'll get some uh, some cool uh, bee footage or or whatever of us brewing this next time. Yeah, um, I'd I'd really like that. I'm brewing Friday. Um, nice. I got a I got a American style IPA. I'm going to be doing American style pale ale. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, that one's going to be tasty. Yeah, I'm brewing a. Uh, I guess honestly, it's going to be kind of similar to yours, just a uh, different region of America focused. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now I think yeah, I'm doing that one Sunday, and uh, hopefully my new fermenters get in so I can actually use them. Yeah, there you go. That'll be fun. And I think that's about it. I don't yeah. I don't have anything else. Um, again, if you guys haven't listened to, uh, if you didn't listen to me and listen to this before you listen to Ogma or um, Arctic Circle, do listen to those guys. Uh, yeah. Listen to those episodes. A blast. Uh, we had so much fun hanging out with them and talking to them. It'd be a shame to, to, uh, for you guys not to hear it. So go back, listen to them. Guarantee it's going to be awesome. Um, and uh, hopefully we've got a lot more of those coming, you know, as we, uh, you know, meet new people and set up connections and stuff like that. We'll uh, get some more breweries for you guys and and uh, maybe some events along the way as well. Yes, so. we'd love to meet some of you guys. And uh, that'll about do it. So that'll wrap up episode eight. And we'll, we're recording this Saturday, though. We're doing a nice uh, Oberon episode and, and some other uh, tastings. I got brought a bunch of beer back from Holland so for you guys to try. So we're going to go through some of those. And yeah, I'm excited. Do a quick, uh, you know, hanging with the boys episode. So we can look forward to that early next week. And um and we'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Hey, thanks for listening to the Michigan Beer Pursuit podcast. Make sure to check us out at MI Beer Pursuit on Instagram and michiganbeerpursuit.com if you want to stay up to date with everything we are up to. If you have any feedback or questions, definitely be sure to email us at chris at michiganbeerpursuit.com. Thanks again for listening, and as always, enjoy, drink local, and cheers. Cheers.